Okay, thank you for listening to Beyond the Court Ministries. My name is Destiny Hughes Santos. If you're busy and you want to learn more of the Word, this is a place where you can grow in the Word of God and get something and apply it practically to your life. So thanks again for listening, and I hope you enjoy the Beyond the Court Ministries podcast. Hello, welcome to episode 24. We've been studying the book of Luke and last time we finished chapter 5 and we looked at Luke chapter 5 verse 33 through 39 and we talked about religion versus relationship and how Jesus is the only one that can make us new and how we can't seek the newness that only Jesus can give just by following old traditional religious ways. So that's kind of what we talked about last time. Today, we're going to follow that theme. Only today, we're going to talk about the dangers of religion without Jesus. The dangers of religion without Jesus. So we're going to pick up in Luke chapter 6, verse 1. And it says, One Sabbath day, as Jesus was walking through some grain fields, his disciples broke off heads of grain, rubbed off the husk in their hands, and ate the grain. But some Pharisees said, Why are you breaking the law by harvesting grain on the Sabbath? Jesus replied, Haven't you read in the scriptures what David did when he and his companions were hungry? He went into the house of God and broke the law by eating the sacred loaves of bread that only the priests could eat. He also gave some to his companions. And Jesus added, The Son of Man is Lord even over the Sabbath. Verse 6. On another Sabbath day, a man with a deformed right hand was in the synagogue while Jesus was teaching. The teachers of religious law and the Pharisees watched Jesus closely. If he healed the man's hand, they planned to accuse him of working on the Sabbath. But Jesus knew their thoughts. He said to the man with the deformed hand, Come and stand in front of everyone. So the man came forward. Then Jesus said to his critics, I have a question for you. Does the law permit good deeds on the Sabbath? Or is it a day for doing evil? Is this a day to save life or to destroy it? He looked around at them one by one and then said to the man, Hold out your hand. So the man held out his hand and it was restored. Verse 11. At this, the enemies of Jesus were wild with rage and began to discuss what to do with him. And we're actually going to finish right there. So the passage I just read was Luke chapter 6, verse 1 through 11. And so today we're going to be talking about the dangers of religion. And to start off, the subtitle of this in the Bible is called A Discussion About the Sabbath. So this whole thing was about the Sabbath. First of all, Jesus and his disciples were walking through the grain fields. The disciples got a little hungry, so they started to pick some grain and eat it. The Pharisees were like, hey, you shouldn't be working on the Sabbath and questioned them about it. Then later on, Jesus heals a man's hand on another Sabbath day. And so I kind of want to at least highlight the Sabbath and where the Sabbath came from, what it represents, and why the Pharisees were trying to catch Jesus and his disciples and breaking the law by using the Sabbath day against them. So the Sabbath is found in the Ten Commandments. When God gave the Ten Commandments in the Old Testament to Moses. So it's found in Exodus chapter 20 verse 8 through 11. And also in Deuteronomy chapter 5 verse 12 through 15. I'm not going to read them. But that's where we can find uh, where the Sabbath is and, and what it represents. And so the Sabbath technically is a day of rest. 
you know, in Genesis, God created the earth in six days and on the seventh day he rested. So in those passages that I just read, he made it a law as part of the Ten Commandments that we should have a Sabbath day and we should keep it holy. So six days we should work on the seventh day we should rest. And it, it was really built in to give us a rest. It was a really a gift from God. Like, hey, he rested on the seventh day. He wanted to bless us with a day of rest. And so that's kind of where that came from. So fast forward now, the first thing I noticed, the Pharisees is going to represent religion because they kind of missed the mark when it came to seeing Jesus for who he was and trying to accuse Jesus from breaking the law. And they were really into the law of Moses and they couldn't receive Jesus for who he was because of it. So they're going to represent religion and some of the dangers that if we're not careful as believers, as trying to follow Christ, some of the dangers that we can fall into when it comes to religion without a relationship with Jesus. So the first one is self-righteousness. The Pharisees in the verses we read, they were closely watching Jesus on the Sabbath day. They were trying to accuse them of working on the Sabbath. And so the reason why they were doing that was they wasn't asking the question, hey, why are you picking grain on the Sabbath or watching Jesus to see if he was going to heal on the Sabbath to help them. They weren't trying to rebuke in order to help them and help people live a more godly life. They were doing it out of the wrong motive. They were doing it out of a self-righteous motive. And so one of the dangers of religion is becoming self-righteous, thinking that we're better than someone else and trying to bring out the faults of others or point out the wrongs in others and make a mental note to make it seem like we're better than they are. And that's how the Pharisees were at that time. They tried to make it look like they were only ones who were strictly following the law and that everyone else were pretty much sinners and they had the self-righteous mentality about them. But I want to read a, a couple of scripture and today we're going to read a lot of scripture today. Uh, I love the word of God and I think the more it speaks and the less I speak is better. So one of the scriptures I want to read is found in Philippians chapter 2 verse 3 through 8 and Philippians chapter 2 verse 3 says don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble. Thinking of others as better than yourselves. Don't look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. You must have the same attitude Christ Jesus had. Though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on the cross. And that was Philippians chapter 2, verse 3 through 8. And I love how it said, pretty much don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble. Thinking of others as better than yourselves. And that's opposite of what the Pharisees were doing. They thought of themselves as better than others. The way we can avoid a falling into the self-righteous mentality that comes from falling into that religious trap is thinking of others as better than ourselves and trying to have the same attitude Christ Jesus had. Um, another scripture I want to read is Romans chapter 12 verse 3 says, Because of the privilege and authority God has given me, I give each of you this warning. Don't think you are better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves, measuring yourselves by the faith God has given us. And that was Romans chapter 12, verse 3. And that's just Paul just giving us a warning 
And that is a clear warning. These, this, we're talking about the dangers of religion. And so Paul is giving a warning in Romans chapter 12, verse 3. And he says, don't think that we're better than what we really are. And so that was the first thing I noticed when we read the passage of Luke chapter 6 today. Is on the Sabbath day, they were so focused on the rules of the day and look down upon the disciples and on Jesus and try to accuse them of working on the Sabbath because they were trying to act self-righteous and they were they wanted to look down and look down their nose and that's one of the dangers of religion is becoming self-righteous and thinking that you know we got it all together and trying to find and nitpick at the wrongs of others so that's one of the dangers a second danger of religion that I saw in this passage is legalism or performance over loving compassion so legalism and performance over love and compassion is the second danger of religion and what i mean by that is in both stories that we read in luke chapter 6 when the disciples were hungry and they broke off the grain to eat and also when jesus healed the deformed man's hand both of those were fulfilling a need the disciples were hungry so they ate the man had a deformed hand so Jesus healed him. And instead of focusing on the love and compassion of the needs of the people, the Pharisees focused on the legalism and got caught in the trap of seeing everything one-sided. They only could see that they were breaking the law. And legalism definition is following the letter of the law. And that's the only way to merit salvation is through good works. And they were stuck on that old tradition of you gotta follow the law gotta follow the law oh it's the sabbath you're healing on the sabbath or you're picking grain to eat on the sabbath you're going against the law and they failed to see the love and compassion and if we're not careful we can fall into that same trap of being so one-sided um and becoming legalistic or performance based that we miss the blessing and the love and the compassion of people needs being met if our eyes were open to the way that God's eyes are open and to the love and compassion that he has for people and so that was the second danger we know that no one can be saved by just following the law we talked about that in our last episode the disciples were innocently eating it wasn't that they were thinking oh let me break the law on the sabbath by picking these grains i think they were just hungry they saw the grain and they just ate they probably forgot it was even the sabbath or even didn't even think about it It was innocent and in the same way jesus healed a deformed man hand and he looked around and he said hey you know on the sabbath day can we do good is it a day of just doing evil and so the true point of the sabbath was to give us rest the sabbath day was a blessing from god so that we don't overwork ourselves so we can have a day of rest but the Pharisees missed the whole point of that and they tried to use a gift of God to bring condemnation and guilt to someone else. And so we have to be careful not to fall into that same trap. And the scriptures that I want to read to highlight this point, one of them is found in Colossians chapter 2, verse 16 through 17 says, So don't let anyone condemn you for what you eat or drink or for not celebrating certain holidays or new moon ceremonies or Sabbath. For these rules are only shadows of the reality yet to come. And Christ himself is that reality reality and i love that verse because it's pretty much saying you know christ is the reality and in that passage that we read in luke jesus said you know i'm lord even over the sabbath and christ is our rest he's the whole reason why god even made laws in the old testament is to show that we can never really fulfill them all and that's why we need christ jesus and so he is our reality and this verse is pretty much saying don't let 
doesn't want to condemn you from celebrating certain festivals and I know in the Jewish culture they still celebrate certain Jewish holidays and stuff that was mentioned in the Old Testament but if we don't especially if we're not Jewish or we're just a Gentile who've been grafted in because we believe in Jesus if we don't celebrate certain festivals or participate in certain things this verse is saying don't let anyone condemn you for that because those are just a shadow of the reality to come and Christ Jesus is that reality so pretty much the whole point is found in Jesus he's everything we need and that's that's what all the laws sum up to is it's all in Jesus and in him we have everything we need and so I love that also in that same chapter of Colossians so Colossians chapter 2 if we scroll down a little bit a few verses and read verse 20 through 23 so Colossians 2 verse 20 says you have died with Christ and he has set you free from the spiritual powers of this world so why do you keep on following the rules of the world such as don't handle don't taste, don't touch. Such rules are mere human teachings about things that deteriorate as we use them. These rules may seem wise because they require strong devotion, pious self-denial, and severe bodily discipline, but they provide no help in conquering a person's evil desires. And so I just wanted to read that verse as well. Again, it's talking about the rules of the world. You know, don't do this, don't do that, don't do this, don't do that. And it's saying, you know, we have died with Christ Jesus. He set us free from that. And so in him, we have everything that we need. The last uh, verse I want to read regarding this second point of legalism and performance over love and compassion, that's a trap of falling into religion is John chapter 5 verse 39 through 40. So in John chapter 5 verse 39 through 40 this is Jesus talking to the Pharisees. He's talking to the religious leaders and the Pharisees and the teachers of the law. He says in verse 39 you search the scriptures because you think they give you eternal life but the scriptures point to me. Yet you refuse to come to me to receive this life. So even Jesus is here saying, hey, you're, you're trying to, the Pharisees were trying to be so legalistic. They were trying to follow all the rules and perform just right. And, and they were trying to accuse the disciples and accuse Jesus of breaking the law just for working on the Sabbath day. And here's Jesus saying, you search the scriptures because you think they will give you eternal life. But the scriptures point to me. Yet you refuse to come to me to receive this life. And so Jesus is saying, just like he told the Pharisees, hey, I'm Lord of the Sabbath. <laughs> I'm Lord of the Sabbath. And he still healed that man. It's like, I can do good on the Sabbath. He he is the rest that we need. He is our eternal salvation. Salvation doesn't come from trying to follow the law. It comes from finding Jesus and following Jesus. And, and we talked about that kind of in our last episode. But today we're talking about the dangers of religion. So the first one was falling into a self-righteous mentality, thinking I'm better than someone else. The second one is falling into legalism and performance instead of love and compassion, ignoring the needs and the compassion and the love of others because I'm so trying to follow the law to the letter that I can't see the more important thing. And then the last point is removing Jesus altogether. And when we read Luke chapter 6, at the end of Luke chapter 6 and verse 11, the Pharisees, they got mad. They got mad after Jesus healed that man's hand. In verse 11, it says, At this, the enemies of Jesus were wild with rage and began to discuss what to do with him. They wanted to get rid of Jesus altogether. And that's, that's the final danger of religion and falling into that trap of religion without seeking a relationship with, with Jesus. It's removing Jesus from the picture altogether as if it's our works that gives us everything we need. And so what I want to point out with this part is 
In both stories, Jesus interceded. So in Luke chapter 6, in the beginning, verse 1 through 5, when the disciples broke off the heads of grain and ate it, and the Pharisees asked them, why are you breaking the law by harvesting grain on the Sabbath? Jesus interceded on the disciples' behalf. The disciples didn't even have to answer their question. Jesus automatically answered for them. And he answered with a scripture. He said, haven't you read in scriptures what David did when he and his companions were hungry? He went to the house of God and broke the law. And, you know, and so he starts, giving an example in scripture where King David in the Old Testament did a similar thing when he went in and he broke the law by eating sacred loaves of bread that was in the temple and Jesus started answering the Pharisees question on the disciples behalf and then when it came to healing the man with a deformed hand it said that the Pharisees watched him closely in verse 7 the teachers of religious law and Pharisees watched Jesus closely if he healed the man's hand they planned to accuse him of working on the Sabbath and then in verse 8 it says but Jesus knew their thoughts. He knew their thoughts. And then he he answered their thoughts and he pretty much ended up healing the guy's hand. And so in both cases, Jesus interceded for the person that had the need. The disciples, they were hungry. He interceded on their behalf. The deformed man who he healed, he interceded on that man's behalf. And so that's an important part of our journey is knowing that Jesus is at the right hand of the Father, still interceding on our behalf. And the only reason why we can have salvation and we can even have the freedom to do what we do is because of Jesus and because he still is the mediator for us and still interceding for us. And we can't forget get that and what religion will try to do is to make it more about us more about our self-righteousness our own ego all about my good works and forget that it was all about Jesus in the first place and he's the only one that can make us righteous and so I want to read a couple of scriptures to highlight this last point further and the first one is found in Romans chapter 8 verse 34 it says who then will condemn us? No one. For Christ Jesus died for us and was raised to life for us. And he is sitting in the place of honor at God's right hand, pleading for us. So I just wanted to read that verse. That was Romans chapter 8, verse 34. And I just wanted to read that because it says that Jesus is sitting at the place of honor at God's right hand, pleading for us. And he still is doing that. All right, another verse I want to read is Hebrews chapter 9, verse 24. And it says, For Christ did not enter into a holy place made with human hands, which was only a copy of the true one in heaven, he entered into heaven itself to appear now before God on our behalf. Again, that's Hebrews chapter 9 verse 24 and it's saying how Jesus is in heaven to intercede on our behalf. Another verse I want to read is John chapter 17 verse 20 and this whole chapter of John 17 is a prayer of Jesus. So the whole chapter of John chapter 17 is a prayer and the verse I want to read of Jesus praying is verse 20 and Jesus says I am praying not only for these disciples but also for all who will ever believe in me through their message and that's John chapter 17 verse 20 and the reason why I wanted to read that is because Jesus is saying right here that he's not just praying for the disciples that's mentioned in the Bible but he's praying for all who will ever believe in him through their message and that's us today as we believe in the same message Jesus is still praying for us and he's still interceding for us another verse I told you I had a lot of scriptures for this episode another verse I want to read is Zechariah chapter 3 this is in the Old Testament so Zechariah chapter 3 verse 1 through 4 now this is before Jesus was even born 
Zechariah was a prophet and so he's prophesying in this chapter right now God is showing him a vision and so Zechariah chapter 3 verse 1 says then the angel showed me Jeshua the high priest standing before the angel of the Lord the accuser Satan was there at the angel's right hand making accusations against Jeshua and the Lord said to Satan I the Lord reject your accusations Satan yes the Lord who has chosen Jerusalem rebukes you this man is like a burning stick that has been snatched from the fire Jeshua's clothing was filthy as he stood there before the angel so the angel said to the others standing there take off his filthy clothes and turning to Jeshua he said see I have taken away your sins and now I am giving you these fine new clothes and why did I want to read that one that was Zechariah chapter 3 verse 1 through 4 and that's in the Old Testament and the reason I wanted to read that one is because it highlighted how Satan tried to accuse Jeshua it said that Satan was there the accuser and the Lord rebuked his accusations and instead of Jeshua being clothed in filthy clothes the Lord cleansed him of his sins and gave him new clothes and that's what Jesus does to us the story that we read today in Luke chapter 6 when the Pharisees was watching Jesus it said that they were watching him closely to accuse him of working on the Sabbath and so this last point of the dangers of falling to religion is trying to remove Jesus altogether and that's what Satan will try to entice us to do is start to accuse us we're falling to legalism we're falling to the performance mentality and now everything we do he's accusing us why didn't you read your Bible why didn't you go to church you're a horrible person and he's trying to bring condemnation and all these accusations against us but when we remember that you know what my righteousness alone can't save me I am not able to follow the law and I need Jesus and when we know that we have a savior and we've been forgiven the Lord rebukes Satan's accusation and all he can see is the blood of Jesus that has removed our filthy clothes of sin and given us a fine new clothes of righteousness and holiness because of Jesus. So that's the last point is we have to be careful of not falling into that danger of religion and forgetting that at the end of the day, it's all about Jesus. No matter how long I served him, it's all about him. And the things that I do for God, it's, it's because of knowing him. And I have to be careful to not fall into that performance mentality. And then the very last scripture, the very last scripture I'm going to read for this whole message today is Matthew chapter 7 verse 21 through 23 and this is Jesus speaking in this verse and in verse 21 he said not everyone who calls out to me Lord Lord will enter the kingdom of heaven only those who actually do the will of my father in heaven will enter on judgment day many will say to me Lord Lord we prophesied in your name and cast out demons in your name and perform many miracles in your name but I will reply I never knew you get away from me you who break God's laws and that was Matthew chapter 7 verse 21 through 23 and I wanted to end with that passage because I thought it was interesting how Jesus is telling these people to get away from him and that he doesn't know them you who break God's laws but it's interesting that he said he doesn't know them because they start talking about all the religious things that they have done you know they said we prophesied in your name and cast out demons in your name and perform many miracles in your name and then Jesus said I never knew you get away from me and so I would think that 
doing all those religious things in Jesus' name would mean that they know him, but Jesus didn't know them. And so it's possible to fall in a trap of religion that's based on performance, but without being in a relationship with Jesus. And he said, get away from me, you who break God's laws. And see, only Jesus can save us from the law. You know, Jesus Christ has set us free from the law. So if he said, get away from me, you who break God's laws, he's talking about people who were still enslaved to the law, meaning they haven't received Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior and received freedom from that law because Jesus is the only one that can set us free. So that means they didn't spend time with him. And that's the main point I wanted to go back to is the disciples, when they were hungry in Luke chapter 6 and ate the grain, they were with Jesus. So even though the Pharisees tried to bring up accusations against them, legally they were breaking the law, Jesus was able to intercede because he said, I'm Lord over the law. And he was able to intercede for them because they were in relationship with Jesus. He was Lord over the Sabbath. And when Jesus healed the deformed man's hand, he was still Lord over the Sabbath because the man got healed because he was in close fellowship with Jesus. And when we surrender our life to Jesus Christ and choose to make Jesus Christ the Lord and Savior of our lives, we don't abandon the law because, you know, there's a verse in Romans that says, now that we serve Christ, should we just keep on sinning so we can glorify Christ? And he said, of course not. You know, so we're, we're not abandoning the law, but we know we can't fulfill salvation through the law. And the things that Christ fulfilled in us is what gives us the grace and the ability to actually even follow the law. And so honoring the Sabbath day is a blessing for me. If I choose to work seven days out of the week, that's on me. <laughs> I won't get to receive the fullness of Christ's rest because his laws were set in place to bless us, not to curse us. And so we have to be careful of the dangers of religion. So overall, what can we get from this message? It's number one, one of the dangers of religion is becoming self-righteous, starting to look down on others. And remember, we must have the same attitude Christ Jesus had, that he didn't think of himself as better than others, but thought of others as better than himself, and gave up his divine privilege as being God to come and be a servant to serve people and humanity. And that's the same attitude we should have. And one of the traps of religion will try to make us self-righteous and look down on others. So we have to beware of that. The second part was following to legalism and performance over love and compassion. The Pharisees were so focused on them breaking the law of working on the Sabbath that they couldn't see the need of the hungry disciples or the need and the blessing that a, a man who had a deformed hand got. They were just completely blindsided by that. They lost their love and compassion. And if we fall into that trap of religion, we can become so legalistic and not just lose our love and compassion for others, but even for ourselves. We're nitpicking at ourselves. Oh man, I didn't do this. I didn't do that. Ugh. And we're walking in this constant condemnation and shame and guilt that we weren't meant to. And that's where the grace of God comes in. And remember that Jesus Christ is our freedom. And remember the love and the compassion peace. And the Bible says those who show mercy will receive mercy. And so we have to remember to love and show compassion and not get so tunnel vision in the laws and the legalistic and the religion of things. And then the third and final danger of falling to religion without Jesus Christ. It's removing Jesus altogether. And we must always remember that it is by Christ that I have been saved. We can't remove him from the picture. And if we get so self-righteous, so egotistic, so thinking that our good works is what makes us right before God, we've fallen into that trap of removing Jesus. There's nothing good about us. The Bible says that no one is good, not a single one. We've all have sinned and fallen short. Jesus Christ is the only one that can make us right in his sight. And we must never lose focus on that. He's constantly interceding 
on our behalf. He is seated in heaven at the right hand of God, interceding and mediating between God and humanity. And he is our high priest forever and for eternity. And so we can never lose focus on that. I am who I am because of Jesus Christ and nothing else. And as long as we keep that humble mentality and remember those three things, then it would help us not fall into that trap of falling to religion without a relationship with Jesus. And so that's pretty much the message for today. And let's just close in prayer. So Lord, I just thank you for today. I thank you for your word, God. I thank you for the warnings in your word. And Lord, I just pray for myself and for every listener out there that you will help us not fall into the trap of religion without seeking a relationship with you. And God, I pray that you will help us not become self-righteous in our own good works and our own merits that we forget that you are the only one that can produce good works within us and that we are only right because of you. And so Lord, I pray that you will help us stay humble to look at others as better than ourselves, to look at any position that we're given as an opportunity to serve. And so Lord, forgive us for the self-righteous mentality that we could have had and the times we look down on others. Forgive us, Lord, and I pray you would give us the right perspective and the attitude that you had at Christ Jesus. And the second thing, I pray you will help us continue to love and show compassion to people and not get so caught into the law and the legalistic side of things that we miss the importance of grace, love, and mercy. And so, Lord, I pray you will help us be compassionate, loving people. And also, Lord, I pray that you will help us stay focused on you, that everything we do, we will keep you in the center, that we will seek to be around you, seek to know you, and that you would know us, that we will seek your presence, that we will pray with you, commune with you, talk with you, so that at the end of the day, you would never be able to say to us, depart from me, I never knew you, because we would have fellowship with you every day. And so, Lord, I pray for all those listeners out there and myself, that you will help us seek a true relationship with you every day, and that we will be careful not to fall into religion without you. We love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And the last point I want to say is if you are ready to give your life to Jesus Christ and you have not made the decision, I want to allow this podcast to be a vessel for his voice to just let you know that he loves you and that he is the only one that can change you and make you right. And if you haven't surrendered your life to Christ, it doesn't matter how good of a person you are, how many charities you donated to, how much good you've done in the world. At the end of your life, he will say, depart from me. I never knew you, you worker of iniquity or you who break God's laws. Jesus Christ is the only one that can set us free from breaking God's laws. And so if that's you and you're ready to surrender your life to Christ and make him Lord and Savior of your life, I'm going to lead you in a prayer. And I just ask that you repeat after me. So just say, Lord Jesus, thank you for saving me. Thank you for making me right before God. Thank you for forgiving me of my sins. And Lord, I receive it. I acknowledge that I'm a sinner. And I need forgiveness. And so, Lord, I surrender to you all of my sins, all of my weaknesses, all of my failures. And, Lord, I ask that you would remove my filthy clothes of sin and clothe me with fine clothes of your righteousness and holiness instead. Lord, I love you and I thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen.
Amen. And if you pray that prayer, the Bible says that if we believe in our hearts and confess with our mouths that Jesus Christ is Lord, we are saved. And so congratulations. Jesus loves you. He has forgiven you. And now you can walk in close fellowship with him throughout the rest of your your journey of salvation. And I encourage you to get connected to a local church if you don't already belong to one. And if you do, I would definitely find a leader in that church or go to the pastor, the priest. Let them know what happened in your life, the decision you decided to make to follow Jesus, and get connected with people that can help you walk this out. Thanks for listening, and I hope you have a blessed day. Thank you so much for listening to the Beyond the Court Ministries podcast. If you enjoyed the message today, please subscribe and share with others as I will continue to upload weekly messages. Also, if you would like a daily devotional, shoot me an email at destinyhughes20 at gmail.com. That's D-E-S-T-I-N-I-H-U-G-H-E-S-2-0 at gmail.com. Thanks and have a blessed day.